one, um, I want to fight Grandma. Every year on Christmas morning for breakfast, we eat cookies. We always go to the family's house in Prescott. It's usually snowing. Having a campfire party with all of our friends. We make s'mores and play games, and it's a lot of fun. Making cooking family and friends. Going to my grandparents' house and getting my cocktail. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Well, there it is. Merry Christmas, everybody. Once again, we are so glad that you're here. My name is Alan. Yes, yes, Merry Christmas. And the question is now officially answered. The three o'clock will be the full one. Yep, we've definitely landed on that. Uh, next year, we'll be doing 4.30. So anyway, uh, so glad that you're here and uh, thankful for you guys. You guys came an hour and a half early to get in this room. Uh, thankful for that. And uh, uh, bless, you. Where's the, bless you to those in the uh, student union area. So glad you're here, as well as in the Great Rooms area. Great Rooms, just look to the left. You got a beautiful view out there. So, so glad that you guys are here to celebrate Christmas with us. Our hope is that this is an unforgettable Christmas for you, that 2017 is an unforgettable Christmas for you and your family. This is my 13th Christmas here in Arizona uh, for me and my family. Oh, yeah, you're very kind. And I love Christmas in Arizona. I love, uh, um, I've gotten used to it, but what we miss, of course, when we have Christmas in a southern area like this is we miss snow which is why uh, we provided you with a marshmallow on your way in. Now, if you have eaten your marshmallow already, terrific, no problem. I hope you enjoyed it. But if you have not eaten your marshmallow and you have not licked it or moisturized it in any way, then it is no longer a marshmallow, it's a snowball. And I would like to welcome you to this year's Mountain Park Christmas Eve Snowball Fight. Now, before we start, before we start, and we're fighting in the other rooms too, just so you know, in the, over, in the overflow rooms. There are two rules I want to ask you of. One, please don't just get up, turn around, and being the person behind you from three feet. Okay, let me just say, these things can hurt. We, are, we love each other here. Rule number two, if you are responsible for a child here in this room, please help them understand when the snowball fight is over, okay? That would be really awesome. And some adults need some help with that too. Okay, ready, set, go! <laughs> okay, 10 seconds, 10, 9, Children. Snowballs down. <laughs> Snowballs down. Good job, everybody. Woo. Awesome, awesome. Nice job. Once again, we want your Christmas 2017 to be
a Christmas that is unforgettable for you. So, okay, enough. <laughs> Honey, stop it. Uh, uh, so we hope that this is an unforgettable Christmas for you. This year has been an unforgettable for one for us as a church. And, um, and uh, so one of the things we're so thankful for is that we get to have this uh, new uh, building, this new facility. This week, I was looking at the calendar and I realized this morning, this Sunday is our 12th Sunday here in this new building. It's been 12 weeks since we got occupancy and we moved into this space. And so, so for me, I'm thinking 12 weeks on Christmas Eve, 12, it's been 12 weeks moving into Christmas Eve. Well, I think it would be irresponsible for us not to sing about that. I mean, because it's been a great 12 weeks here and, and for, for all of those 12 weeks, the air conditioning has worked except today. Um, <laughs> And so we've really enjoyed that journey. And so I want to ask if you would help me sing a 12 Weeks of Mountain Park song. Would you do that? Would you sing with me? Okay, good. You're going to. You're going. It's going to be great. Okay, but I need some help. The phrase that we're going to use is, on the first week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us. So that's our phrase, the good Lord gave to us. The first week, we're all going to sing that together. Week number two, that's you guys, okay? That's you two sections right here. Week two, you got that in your head? Week two. Week three, that's you skybox people, all right? Can I see the skybox people? Yeah, we got lots of them today. All right, skybox people. Week four is this section plus the great room overflow, okay? Right here and the great room overflow. Week five is everybody. Da, 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 that's the big one, all right? Week six is right here plus the student Union overflow, okay, right here, week six. I wanna hear you over there. All right, and then you guys are week seven. Okay, we're gonna sing this together. You guys, week seven's always kind of the muscle. You're the muscle of the group right here. Okay, ready, and we need some music. Can we get some 12 weeks of Christmas of Mountain Park? Uh, well, what am I supposed to do with that? I mean, that, uh, there's, can you, have, can you help me out? Make it more simple, just. See, that I can work with, okay. See, he gets, he's so complicated. Okay, ready, together. On the first week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us a pretty groovy new facility. On the second week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us two spiral stairs and a pretty groovy new facility. On the third week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us three sky boxes, two spiral stairs, and a pretty groovy new facility. On the fourth week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us four people stuck in the elevator, three sky boxes, two spiral stairs, and a pretty groovy new facility. On the fifth week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us five Christmas services, should have been six. Four people stuck in an elevator, three sky boxes, two spiral stairs, and a pretty groovy new facility right here. On the sixth week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us six lighthouse complaints, five Christmas services. Four people stuck in the elevator, three sky boxes, two spiral stairs, and a pretty groovy new facility. On the seventh week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us seven TV interviews, six lighthouse complaints, five Christmas services. 
Four people stuck in the elevator, three sky boxes, two spiral stairs, and a pretty groovy new facility. Okay, okay, keep the music going. We ran out of sections, but and we ran out of interest in the song. So what we're gonna do is jump to week 12, okay? We're, are we, what are you doing? 12? We were going up? Well, if you wanna go up, let's go up. Okay, let's go up higher. On the 12th week of Mountain Park, the good Lord gave to us 12 comfy couches, 11 high-top tables, 10 Christmas trees, 9 drummer staples, 8 adventure stations, 7 TV interviews, 6 lighthouse complaints, 5 Christmas services, 4 people stuck in the elevator, 3 sky boxes, 2 spiral stairs, and a pretty groovy new facility. Nice job, nice job. Nice job. Thank you, Greg. Now, if you are new or just visiting with us, or perhaps you've said, I'm going to try church one more time, I just want you to know that we understand this is not normal. Okay, we, we're under no illusion whatsoever thinking that this is normal, but we find it okay to have a celebration of Christmas that's not normal because Christmas is not normal. December 25th is not a normal day. It doesn't act like, function like any other day of the year. December 25th is not a normal day. Uh, this is the day that marketing and advertising and our economy and music and everything is moving towards for weeks at a time, it, for weeks, it has been moving towards this one specific, unique, abnormal day. Many of us have Advent calendars at home. What does an Advent, what does an Advent calendar do? It, it walks you through the month of December saying, something is coming. They're walking through day 12, 13, 14, and now today, Christmas Eve, this, this is, on most Advent calendars, this is when you open the big doors and you get the big chocolate or the big Lego set, all right? It's all moving towards one special day. Christmas Day is not a normal day. And uh, this is a day that has many more photos. I noticed many of you outside taking family photo opportunities because we get dressed up a little bit more at Christmas. It's not a normal day. There are a lot more videos that get shared with social media. There are memories that we have about vacations we might take over the Christmas break. There are gifts, both given and received, that make, make Christmas unique and special and different. It stands out. December 25th is not a normal day. And the very first Christmas, the reason that we gather and celebrate and do all of this, the reason this whole thing started, that very first Christmas 2,000 years ago, it was not a normal experience either. It was not a normal day. If you brought your Bibles or have a, access to a Bible, I invite you to turn to Luke chapter two. Luke is one of the authors of the Gospels in the New Testament. And he has the most complete version of the story of Christmas. And so I wanna just kinda walk through some of the characters that we find in Luke chapter two. The story begins with the census that brought everyone to their hometown. That's what led Mary and Joseph back to Bethlehem. So they go there, and the first real character in this story is Joseph. 
And this is an unforgettable day for Joseph, at the very least, because he's a father. He becomes a father on this day. Even if his baby was not the Messiah, was not the Savior of the world, this would be an unforgettable day for Joseph, because he becomes a dad. A dad never forgets the day he becomes a father. This is an unforgettable day for him. And then Luke continues to walk through the story, tells a story about the angel, and we so sweetly heard it uh, read already, that the angel has the opportunity to share the good news. Reading once again, verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Could you imagine being the angel who's asked to make that proclamation? I don't know if angels can truly get excited, but could you imagine the honor and the opportunity to be the angel who comes in and says, after 400 years of silence out of the Old Testament, the angel who says, I get to make that proclamation, this would be an unforgettable day for that angel. Now, that angel, of course, is talking to a group of people, talking to whom? The shepherds, talking to the shepherds. So here are the shepherds, the lowly shepherds, and, and they decide to drop everything and go to see this baby. And this is an unforgettable experience for them. It is an unforgettable first Christmas for them as well. We also have, if you think through your nativity set, you also have those three characters that are dressed up like kings and they have gifts with them. The, the, the three kings, we don't know how many there were, but they did bring three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Luke doesn't talk about the kings, but in Matthew's version of the story, he talks about these three wise men who come from, a, from the far east, and they travel a long distance to come see this king of the Jews who ends up being a, a baby in a stable with these young, poor parents. Guaranteed, these wise men who made that distance and gave those gifts would never have forgotten that experience. Wow. Then Luke wraps up his version of the story, I think in a sweet way in verse 19, talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, saying, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. He wraps up his story saying that Mary just watched listened, welcomed guests, and treasured the whole thing up in her heart. For those nine characters, we don't know how many there were, we don't know how many shepherds or how many wise men, but let's just guess nine for today. For those nine characters, that would have been an unforgettable moment for them. That would have been an, an, a day like no other, not a normal day, that very first Christmas. But... Other than those nine characters and the people that they shared with, and it's true that the shepherds went back and shared with other people, and a number of people would have gotten that story secondhand, but other than that group of people, this story of the birth of Jesus Christ largely went unnoticed. The entire story essentially went unnoticed, that people around the world, people around uh, Judea, people even in the town of Bethlehem wouldn't even have known this happened. And the evidence we have of this is that we don't know any details about this birth other than what we find in Matthew and Luke. 
We don't know when it happened. We don't know when it happened. December 25th has nothing to do historically with the birth of Jesus. We don't even know the year. It didn't happen in year zero. There's no such thing as year zero. There's one BC and there's one AD. There's no such thing as, as year zero. And uh, they guess that he was born in three or four BC. And so that we don't even know what year it happened and we certainly don't know where it happened. There is a church in Bethlehem called the Church of the Nativity. And it is built on an area that could have been the birthplace of Jesus. It's actually built on a cave carved with carvings into the rock where they believe Jesus could have been born. But it's a, it's a guess, it's a great guess in the actual town of Bethlehem, but it is a guess. We don't know these things and the reason that we don't know these things and the reason that this is an unforgettable story nonetheless is that it wasn't about the events. It wasn't about that, that moment that nine people witnessed. Essentially what it became about was who that baby became. It wasn't about that moment. The world didn't change and recognize that moment. It was years later that the world recognized who this was and looked back and said, okay, what happened? How did this begin? And they started putting pieces together for the Christmas story. There's a cultural debate every year around Christmas having to do with the spiritual side of Christmas and the secular side of Christmas. And so how much of Christmas is, is the secular side of Christmas pulling it away from Jesus? Or, or is, does Jesus need to get back into Christmas? Jesus is the reason for the season. Or, or uh, let's put Christ back in Christmas and, and, and all that, which I totally get. And we have bumper stickers on our cars to, to try to communicate that. I totally understand that. But as I've been thinking about this, this year and preparation for today and such, personally, I'm not as interested in making Christmas all about Jesus as I am making the love and the forgiveness of Jesus way more than Christmas. So I'm very interested in Christmas being about Jesus, but I'm not as interested in that as I am Jesus being all about the rest of the year. Let me, let me try to tackle that with math. Who doesn't love math? Put your hand down. I didn't mean that as a rule. Okay, okay. let me try to tackle the mathematics of of Christmas, just real briefly here. Okay, so how much of our Western, North American human experience is Christmas? Have you ever thought about this? How much of our year is attached to Christmas? Well, it's certainly one day, which is one, one over 365. But as I've mentioned before, the entire month of December is all about Christmas. It's all moving towards Christmas. What really happens in December other than your birthday? What really happens in December other than Christmas? The whole thing is moving towards one day. I think it's reasonable to say that the month of December can be packaged as the Christmas month. So that's one-twelfth. But I don't even think it's fair to, to, to compare December with a month like September. Again, forgive me if that's your birth month. I mean, it's a great month. But, but overall, I'm not sure those two months are comparable. I think it's reasonable to say that of our human experience, at least one-tenth of it is Christmas. That's kind of weird, huh? 
Perhaps you can, you know, we can argue that if you'd like, but I would say one-tenth, 10% of our human experience is Christmas. Okay, well, how much of the Bible story is Christmas? There's a little over 31,000 verses in Scripture, 73 of which are about the Christmas story. 73 over 31,000 is 0.2%. So, 10% of our human experience is Christmas, 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 Christmas. And 0.2% of the biblical story is Christmas. All I'm saying is that the unforgettable story of Jesus is way bigger than the unforgettable story of Christmas. It's so much more than one amazing Christmas day that we celebrate. It's, it's so much more than that. So for the nine plus people who were a part of that nativity scene, that was an unforgettable experience for them. It was an unforgettable experience for them to see and be close to the baby Jesus. But what about the rest of the story? What about the thousands of people that we read in Scripture who were there when Jesus spoke? who heard him teach, who sat on a mountainside and heard Jesus teach. Just choosing one story, what about the 5,000 men plus women and children who were fed with five loaves and two fish? What about that group? What about all the people who were healed by Jesus? What about all of the people who gathered at Jesus' death? Either they gathered because they were following Jesus and they were broken because of what was happening or they were curious because this this man was dying a gruesome death and he seemed to have done nothing wrong. All those who had gathered and they heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing and then died on a cross. What about all of those people? They had an experience way beyond the Christmas story. Personally, I'm not as interested in making Christmas all about Jesus as I am in making the love and the forgiveness and the grace of Jesus way more than Christmas. So our culture makes Christmas a big deal, and it is. It is a very big deal. There are weeks that move towards this abnormal day, December 25th. And I love it. It's fantastic. Great. Bring it on. I love Christmas. We here at Mountain Park, we love Christmas. We love Christmas decorations. We love Christmas music. We love guests coming in from town, from out of town to celebrate Christmas. We love Christmas food, Christmas pajamas, Christmas sweaters, Christmas cake, Christmas chocolate, five services on Christmas Eve. We love Christmas. Christmas is fabulous. We hope that you make memories here. We hope that, that we are honored that Mountain Park could be a part of your Christmas this year and that perhaps this is a memory for you. Like I said, people are taking pictures out front and we are so thrilled that this is part of your Christmas. We want to make a memory here with you. And in terms of your spiritual growth, in terms of your heart journey and its deep desire to find meaning in life and to connect with your creator, 
in terms of your spiritual growth. As a pastor here, we would love to continue to walk out a journey with you so that you can experience Jesus way beyond the Christmas story. That's why we wanna talk about the Engage ministry. So that perhaps in the middle of 2018, you can look back on those 16 weeks at the beginning of 2018, and you can remember those and say, I'm so thankful we did that. And you can join with many others who've said, it saved my marriage. Or you can look back on those 16 weeks of the re-engaged journey. You and your spouse can say, I didn't know that ministry existed, but I love it, and I want to be part of it. I want to serve in it. I want to be a part of helping others and their marriages. I want to realize what my role is in God's kingdom, and I'm excited about doing that now. Our hope is that in, 2006, in 2018, it's the reason we invited you to the, the technology series that's coming up so that you can make a memory um, uh, with us as we walk out this journey. Next Sunday is gonna be our top 10 list of mistakes Sunday. It's kind of unique. And then after that, we're gonna do January 7th, we're gonna start this new series called Heads Up. And our hope is that it, you, you would create a memory by saying, looking back at the beginning of 2018 and saying, God challenged you in terms of technology and you boldly responded in a way that really changed your life. Or perhaps you look back and you say, you know, I boldly responded in terms of my role as a parent and I stepped up my game and I've helped my kids with our understanding of how technology is changing our world. We wanna make a memory with you as we surrender these kinds of things to our creator. We have three phrases here. We say, make a memory, make a friend, make a difference. We wanna make a memory together. We wanna to do these things together and make friends. We wanna make a difference here in this community around the world. Our hope is that there can be days in months like March and June and even September that are as memorable as December 25th, that are as memorable as Christmas because we had an encounter with Jesus. That's our hope, and we would love to see you again. As we wrap up our time here, I wanna just set us up for one more way that we make memories here on Christmas Eve through the lighting of candles. And I know that some of you, you received a marshmallow and a candle on the way in, and you got excited because maybe we we're gonna do s'mores, but that's not what we're doing. That's a bad idea, so don't, let's separate those two memories clearly. The reason we do candlelight here as we celebrate Christmas is that scripture refers to Jesus as the light of the world. Jesus came as a tiny little light, a tiny little baby in a stable in a little town of Bethlehem. And then nine people gathered around and that light was passed on to them. And then years later, that light was passed on to the 12 disciples and thousands of people after that either heard about Jesus or heard Jesus directly or touched Jesus or were healed by Jesus or interacted with Jesus. And then after that, 
generation after generation of people have passed on the tiny little light of Jesus and passed it on. And as a result, over across seas, across nations, we now here in 2017 can fill this room with light. What that means is that when we truly decide that that baby in that manger, that baby on that unforgettable Christmas day, that really is the Messiah. And when we embrace Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we carry that light with us and we get to pass that light onto other people. I wanna invite the ushers to uh, come down now. Because what we're gonna do as we all take on this light, we're gonna see that together we shine like stars in the heaven. As they're coming down, would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I, th I love your story. I'm just so thankful for this story that is unlike any other faith story where God came down as a tiny baby, as a humble little tiny baby, that one tiny little light. And now here we are, 2,000 years later, we're shining bright because your love just penetrates all the things that want to divide us, God. So I pray that this Christmas would be a tremendous memory for those of us gathered here in this space and that 2018 would be filled with memories of us connecting more deeply with you. We want to shine brightly. In the name of Jesus, amen.